Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am with my friend Lisa Hendley Hendy, and I'm so excited for her to be here. I added an L in your last name. I wonder, does that happen to you a lot? It happens okay. all the time. <laughs> it's like I add an L. I just I I've said it, to it so many times before. <laughs> No, but I, I I very much respect someone being able to say a name correctly. My whole life, like I was sharing with you, people say Chinele, Chanel, um, rather than <laughs> Chanel. But then one day a dear friend said to me, she said, you know, people should learn how to say names correctly because if someone can say charcuterie board, they can say your name. And ever <laughs> since then, I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I always I try love to that, be, Chanel. yeah, I always try to be super intentional about saying people's names, but Regardless, I am so happy that you're here. Thank you for being with us. We're going to talk about Advent and specifically Advent wreaths, how we can use them and how they can be fruitful during the Advent season. I was sharing with you before we started recording that sometimes Advent will fly by and at the end of it, I'm like, whoops, (laughs) I definitely could have been a little bit, a lot of bit more intentional about that entire thing. And you have a wonderful book, Five Minute Prayers Around the Advent Wreath, which is beautiful for someone that does not have tons of time. So a very wonderful accompaniment tool. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, for everyone listening, um, can you share a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you're up to? Absolutely. I am so blessed to be a wife, a mother, and now a grandmother. Just my family is the joy of my life. I'm very, very blessed to have been a multiple times author with Ave Maria Press. Um, I'm the founder of CatholicMom.com. I am an adventurer. I love a good book. I love any kind of a trip I can go on. I just love my friends and I love connecting with people, whether it's around our faith or whatever makes them filled with joy. So I hope I'm just a happy person who loves life. Oh, I love that. So I have a follow-up question for you. One, what is the name of your grandchild? And then two, what was the last adventure? Like what was the last trip that you were on that you really enjoyed? Mm-hmm. So my grandchild is um, little Charlotte Marie Hendy, and um, she's actually not even 18 months yet and is going to have her first little sister in just before between now and Christmas. So I'm going to be blessed to be a grandma of two. And they're just a gift. Uh, Absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also have three grand puppies and three grand grand kittens too. So. <laughs> yes, you are like you are a yeah. busy grandmama. Yes. Yeah. And my last adventure actually just happened this last weekend. I was up in Oregon giving a retreat in Klamath Falls, Oregon, oh, wow. and honestly, it's a part of the country that I never have really been to before. It's a place filled with amazing skylines and lots and lots of birds. They they people go there to do extreme bird watching. Sure. And so it was a super cool adventure to meet a lot of really nice new people. Oh, that's awesome. How fun. Yes. I have always wanted to go over to that coast, maybe go whale watching or, you know, uh, just see like the mountains and trees. I heard it's so beautiful over there. So that's so nice. I'm so glad that you had a wonderful time. How inspiring for me to finally leave my room. Maybe one day I'll get there. (laughs) Well, today, so we're going to talk a little bit about Advent so first, what inspired you to write your book, Five Minute Prayers Around the Advent Wreath? 
I know that, you know, you have your own kids and you have grandbabies now and so, and grandpuppies that I'm sure love <laughs> to celebrate after mass as well. So you probably had your fair share of advents and I mean, family time. Yeah. yeah. And like family time around the wreath. So how, how did you, what inspired you to write this book? So if I'm being honest, what inspired me is my Avery Maria Press editor, mm. Eileen Ponder, who's a great, great partner to me in my writing. And um, this is actually the second iteration of an Advent devotional for me. We did a, an Advent book several years back, and it was at her invitation that I did that. And the irony of that is that I am one of those like you who's like, oh, it could be midway through the second week before I actively get my act together on Advent. Mm. I think I actually, and then reapproaching the topic this time and refreshing and looking at new scripture and all that. It actually, even at this point in my life where my kids are grown and out of my house and I'm just busy with life and work, I think I'm like everyone else who I have really great desire to approach the season of Advent with great determination and with a real focus on somewhat quieting my soul in the midst of an incredibly busy time. And yet life at that time is so crazy. Mm. And so I think I'm in a way sort of the perfect person to write a devotional like this because it's not coming from somebody who's like, I have my act together. My house is Pinterest perfect and mm. my advent wreath is from Etsy. No, I'm just like everybody else who is looking to grow closer to Jesus during a super crazy busy time of the year. Oh, oh my goodness. I feel that. And I <laughs> I honestly respect your candidness about, you know, wow, my house, my house might not always look stunning, but I, gosh darn it, I am going to like make this happen. <laughs> or, you yeah. know, I may not have it all together, but I am going to, I'm going to try to at least have this together, you know? So that's, that's a wonderful sentiment. I am curious. I've, man, I guess for everyone listening for a, a moment of very transparency, um, I have probably <laughs> committed to using my advent wreath like uh, like four advents, which, you know, is pretty good considering the fact that I really started intentionally knowing about advent wreaths like 12 years ago. So I've probably used it four times um, and it was great every time and really fun to come home from church and like use it and immerse myself in the prayers and etc. And so I'm curious for you, what does an Advent wreath, like what kind of fruit does that bear for you during the season of Advent? Like how, what does that do for you? So I want to say like any sacramental, an Advent wreath is really beautiful because while it's not, you know, infused with, you know, it's not a divine property itself, but it's something that can draw us closer into God's presence. And so for me, you know, to tell you the truth, my favorite Advent wreath of all time is one that was made by my children in kindergarten. Oh. And it's their handprints cut out of green construction paper form the greenery at the bottom and little cardboard tubes are the, the quote, candles that, you know, we light. But being with that or being in more modern times with an, a, a wreath of evergreen that fills my home with beautiful fragrance that invokes God's creation, that's an amazing thing. And for me, it's just a moment to kind of quiet and settle myself. And mm -hmm. I want to say that I hope that folks, even those who don't actually physically use an Advent wreath in their home, that they recognize that this 
quiet time of Advent, whether you've got a circle of green near you or not, is a gift in the midst of what can be a super chaotic time. And I'm going to share in a little bit, hopefully, you know, a suggestion for if you don't have an Advent wreath. But that's, for me, you know, some of my favorite wreaths have just been go out to the backyard and cut some branches off of trees and put a couple of candles near it. And that's it. Hello, friends. This episode of Ave Spotlight is brought to you by Live Liturgically Planner. At Live Liturgically, they strive to help families bring peace to their homes with products that aid in bringing order and intention, which are two things that I love and am not necessarily the best at. Their flagship product, which is the Liturgical Family Wall Planner, is the first of many products that help families live with more purpose. This weekly planner is sold as a subscription product. You sign up once, you get a new wall planner on repeat for every three months. Definitely will keep you organized. See what three months using this calendar will do for your family. If it doesn't work for you, cancel your subscription at any time. You can try it now for 50% off your first planner with the code AVESPOTLIGHT50. This planner includes many things like a to-do list, a grocery list, a section to plan, Sunday mass times, and much, much more. I know for myself, I have such a hard time feeling organized and incorporating my faith in my daily life unless I see everything right in front of me. So make sure to check out the Live Liturgically Planner and use the code AVESPOTLIGHT50 for 50% off your first planner. What does someone do if they don't have an Advent week and they want to be able to participate? I mean, definitely going outside and just making do or setting up with construction paper. Those are also good (laughs) options. Um, I think my mom actually has an Advent wreath that my sister and I made in the same way when we were in kindergarten. And every year it goes on the table and it just and it looks like less of an Advent wreath every year. Because but of it's, it's one t- of her treasures. Oh, it is one of that and like this this cotton ball snowman, which I'm pretty sure has some sort. <laughs> it must be carrying like a disease or something. But mommy loves it. So what would you recommend to someone who doesn't have an Advent wreath? How can they still, you know, celebrate? And also, double question, you've talked about, you know, building community around a mm-hmm. wreath. Like, what Mm -hmm. would you say to someone who's like, you know, I want to incorporate this in fostering community, whether it's in my family or in my neighborhood, et cetera? Yeah, you know, Advent and the holiday season can be lonely for a lot of people. And one of the things that I always try to do in my work is connect with people who feel isolated. And so I always want to be somebody who's connecting and building bridges Advent is a great time to do that because of the hope and joy that we celebrate during this season that can be literally a light in the darkness for people. Mm. This year during Advent, you don't have to worry because I have got you covered because I'm actually going to be breaking out my Advent devotional every day at five o'clock Eastern uh, live on Facebook and sharing it also to YouTube and Instagram. And I'm going to pray around my Advent wreath with this devotional. And so I want to invite everybody to come and join me for the that moment when you can be part of my virtual Advent wreath. But one also great gift of this season is that many of us belong to Catholic parishes, or if we don't belong to a parish, there's a church in our community. 
Any church that you walk into during the season of Advent will have a beautifully blessed Advent wreath. Mm -hmm. And one great gift is that your church home, it's also your family home. And Mm -hmm. so even if you don't have a wreath at home, you know, make some time each week to go and sit in the presence of the Advent wreath. It's typically lit at the beginning of Mass each week. But, you know, you you can go anytime and just be in the presence of that wreath to pray, you know, along with Jesus um, for just a few quiet minutes. And one thing that I also want to recommend to families who are separated by miles, if one person has an Advent wreath, there's this wonderful invention called Zoom or FaceTime why not call one another and one person lights the wreath and we pray that together. So I think there's lots of ways now to kind of bridge the divide that we feel and just to kind of quiet ourselves for a minute. Hmm, I love that. Yes. So many things are possible now with FaceTime and Zoom and Skype and so many options to connect with people around. So definitely holidays can be a very lonely time for many people. So that's a, that's a wonderful idea. I'm I'll wondering. say too, like virtually, just may, let me add one more thing. Yes, ma'am. Even if you don't know your neighbors well, I'm very mm. blessed in my neighborhood in Los Angeles that we have a lot of diversity in our neighborhood and we've tried to kind of introduce one another to new traditions. So for example, my neighbors across the street celebrate a special Persian spring, right? And they've invited me. They even last year sent me a PowerPoint presentation. So that. I'm really excited this year to invite them over for one night of simply just like having hot chocolate around our advent wreath. It's not going to be fancy. We're not going to dress up. You know, I'm probably not going to serve a meal or anything, but we're just going to have a moment where we sit together and I can share with them what this what this night means to us and why we do this little ritual that we do. So wow. look for ways to invite other people to come to know what's a really special um, tradition of the Advent season that a lot of people don't know about. Wow. What a beautiful way to spread the gospel and evangelize. I love that. And I love their energy with the PowerPoint. That is the kind of energy that I would probably have (laughs) as a neighbor. So that is wonderful. What a great way to bond to with your community, right? We're supposed to get out there. That's beautiful. As you were sharing, you know, just kind of as my, my final question to you, I have so many friends that have children and they listen to things like this and they're like, that sounds beautiful. But all of the times that I have had moments of peace or prayer or quiet are gone. (laughs) And, you know, and now they are occupied by my three-year-old and my one-year-old that are just like queens of this household. So I am no longer able to be quiet and getting them to light an actual candle, there's no way. So what would you say to people with kids and, you know, just trying to get them engaged and excited and and looking forward to, you know, to using um, an Advent wreath? What would you say to them? Yeah, so open flames and toddlers, not ever a good (laughs) idea. There's all kinds of great, you know, alternatives to candles that you can use. But I do want to say our great friends at Ave Mary Press enabled me to write a whole second booklet that's free on the Ave website, regardless of whether or not you purchase this book, you can download a special booklet that we did for families with children, where we wrote reflections for preschoolers all the way through high schoolers. And so for each day of Advent, there's a set of questions to use just for age-appropriate kids in your household. And I just want to say, do your best. Whether Advent 
devotionals happen in the car, whether it happens in the morning, whether it happens, you know, as you're drifting off to sleep at night, whatever it is. The most important thing is that we're reminding ourselves to spot Jesus in our lives, to spotlight what we're really celebrating as we anticipate Christmas and to really rejoice in the salvation that we have through Jesus. And so that can look really formal with the wreath and specific prayers, or that can look like your family, you know, singing happy birthday to Jesus, you know, during the season of Advent. The tools are there, but really the best thing is don't look at what everybody else is doing and just look at your own domestic church, whether you're a family or somebody living on your own, and know that God loves you, God loves whatever way in which you draw close to Him, and that this season is a gift. Wow. I love that. That's beautiful. Don't look at others. Just focus on focus on how you can love your family and love the Lord through your family. That's beautiful. So at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask each guest about something that gives them hope. And so I would like to ask you, what is something that has given you hope this week? If you need time to think about it, I can go first or you can go if you're ready. How you You feeling? can go first. Okay. Hmm. I'll let you go first. Something that has <laughs> given <laughs> something that has given me hope this week. Well, I have I am blessed to work with some amazing people. I work in the Diocese of Orlando and I work around such wonderful married couples, some of my coworkers and it's been really hopeful and wonderful for me to hang out with them both at our day-to-day responsibilities um, and a little bit outside and just see how much they love their families and how much they honor their marriages. And it's been really hopeful and beautiful for me in ways that I didn't know, which I think is a beautiful way that the Lord works. He provides opportunities for healing and hope even when you don't think you need it. So I'm very hopeful to be around such wonderful people that inspire me with the way that they love their wives and they love their kids and they're just so happy to like be around them. <laughs> and, you know, that is not the environment that I grew up in. So it's it's hopeful for me to see that. And, I, and I'm very grateful for it. So. And I bet you bring them hope too. Oh, I hope so. As a (laughs) as a single woman who like constantly goes to Trader Joe's, I'm I hope I give them a fair share of laughs every day I get to work and I'm like frazzled and I'm spilling coffee everywhere and they're just like, oh my gosh. So because they And you probably have all the latest pumpkin stuff. (laughs) Oh yeah. I absolutely (laughs) do. And they've been absolutely up since like five thirty in the morning and they are like, Chanel, what is going on? You know, but it's it's a good I, I like to say most of my colleagues are men. So I'd say I say like they are like older brothers that I never asked for, but I am <laughs> grateful to have. So <laughs> I like to say we encourage each other. So but what is something that gives you hope, Lisa? I love that, Chanel. You know what gives me hope is in my parish, I was so blessed this last um several months to be part of our synod committee introducing the Synod and being a part of drawing our community into this intense period of listening. And we're getting ready to roll out our findings to our community and then invite them into kind of a time of small group reflection using our Synod findings. But I also belong to a women's faith sharing group in my community, and we meet every Tuesday to pray the Sunday Liturgy of the Word that's coming up. And just today, you know, was a really great example of 
one thing that happens regularly with that group of women, which is that someone was ill. It was announced to the group and everyone rose up and immediately started offering rides to the doctor and meals to be delivered and hope. And to me, when I see, you know, a lot of times we focus on the things that are broken in the church or in the world around us. And when I see this group of women that I have the joy to pray with each week, really being what I consider church to one another, really out even outside of the pews of church, just ministering to each other spiritually, but also physically and emotionally. It gives me hope that people really do love and care about the world around them. Mm. And it makes me want to do that more myself. So that that group of women and the way that they love Jesus by loving each other gives me hope. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. And I love that like community support. There's nothing like it that really sparks that flame of like, hmm, I should really get out there and like love people more and better. So that's beautiful. So Lisa, where can we find more information about what you do and where can we follow you? I hope that everybody will check out AveMariaPress.com for the, the book and also those free resources that we mentioned. You can find me at LisaHendy.com. My last name is H-E-N-D-E-Y. And I'm all over every social media except TikTok. I don't tick or talk, <laughs> but you can also find me at CatholicMom.com. And I really want to, again, invite people to connect with me on Facebook, just where I'll be sharing those online live and um, daily Advent wreaths. I even have a mobile Advent wreath because I'm going to be traveling a little bit during Advent. So follow along. It may happen in the front seat of my car one day. So if you're paying attention, you can pray with me for 10 minutes and if not, catch it on the replay. Wonderful. I love that. Thank you so much. And we'll make sure to put those in our show notes so people can check those out. Thank you so much for being with us, Lisa. Thank you. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.